0: If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at TNTradio.live. Critically analyzing national affairs. This is State of the Nation with Steve Hook and Brian McLean on today's News Talk Radio TNT.
1: All right. Welcome to State of the Nation right here on today's News Talk. I hope you're well today. I'm Brian McLean, broadcasting live out of Central Texas. I'm here with Steve Hook out of New Jersey. Steve, I hope you had a great weekend. Welcome to State of the Nation.
2: Yeah, man, it was a great weekend, and I know it was for you as well, because the birthday trifecta, uh, my birthday, uh, Friday, yours, Saturday, and our intrepid producer, Kimberly, uh, Hers was Sunday, so it was a great weekend, man. I uh, I celebrated mine, and then uh, I took it upon myself, uh, myself to celebrate yours and Kimberly's as well. Ash, I hope, uh, hope you had a big one,
1: man. Oh, I did, too. I did, too. I celebrated thoroughly for all three of us, and I only got one headache. So three birthdays, one headache, not bad, not bad.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that may change as you get older, but still... Uh, it's very nice to hear. We got a big show today, man. Looking forward to it and a lot to get into. Did you notice the field is winnowing here, Hesher, as far as uh, we have another Republican candidate bowing out? He never really, I mean, if we're honest, bowed in. Uh, he did, but he never really had a uh, had a chance at this. Doug Burgum, of course, uh, Doug Burgum is the governor of uh, North Dakota, and uh, he is now officially out of the campaign. And I must say that if you listened to him, he sounded good, but nobody ever knew who he was. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't have
1: that brand recognition that you need. But you know what? This uh, this outing that he's been on, well, maybe maybe that'll get him there. Maybe that'll get him one step closer. He's an interesting guy, and uh, I noticed in his statement, he uh, well, he's here's what he said. He emphasized that he and his wife are deeply grateful, this is a quote, deeply grateful for each and every person who has supported us with their ideas, prayers, advocacy, encouragement, and enthusiasm. Catherine and I will always remain committed to fighting for the people who make our nation so exceptional. So, you know, there you go. Uh, And Burgum, of course, uh, one thing I learned about him during all this is that uh, he's a multimillionaire former software company CEO. Uh, I didn't really realize that. I kind of just became aware of him when he became governor in North Dakota there. But, uh, yeah, pretty interesting cat. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't take a whole lot away from all of the uh, dog and pony shows that were the RNC debates thus far. But, uh, yeah, there goes another one, Steve. Very interesting. Uh, so the the field is getting smaller and it just gets closer and closer to pointing to you know who. Yeah, yeah, it does. I, I
2: You know, I'll say this. Doug Burgum is a, a very big fish in a very small pond, North Dakota. He's a hero out there. As you mentioned, he's a self-made guy. I thought he had some very interesting ideas. And if his goal was to get his name out there for a possible future run, uh, maybe even even if he aims for the Senate, although why he would leave a governorship to go to the Senate, I guess only if he gets termed out. But, uh, you know, he got his name out there. And and, and he's a pretty, pretty sharp guy. But, yeah, man, come on, the inevitable. It's inevitable, right? It's Trump. Yeah, I'm afraid
1: so. I'm afraid so. And, you know, uh, we're going to talk with Andrew Langer about that today, probably. We're going to speak with Tyler Nixon. Uh, we may be focusing on the Bidens with that discussion a little bit, but that plays a big part in uh, how this is all going to shake out, too, as, you know, we get closer to a uh, impeachment inquiry, all these things going on. Uh, it's going to be a hectic year, Steve. This is going to be a crazy, <laughs> crazy year.
2: I tell you, it's 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 years like this, and I hate to say this, but when everything seems to be topsy turvy and upside down, it's really great for our gigs, isn't it? <laughs> it? Gives us a hell of a lot to talk about. I mean, yeah, we've got the impeachment inquiry coming up; that's looking closer and closer to fruition, and we can't forget the lawfare that Trump is going under, which I suppose. Is the is the main reason that Desantis and uh, and 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 Haley and you know I mean I mean uh, all all the rest of them that are still somewhat above water Doug Burgum obviously uh, Doug Bergham obviously wasn't in that mix but Nikki Haley certainly God knows the media and uh, the remaining Koch brother is behind her Desantis did pretty well against Gavin Newsom will that give him a bump We're gonna all have to watch it and watch it and see but it definitely looks like Trump is the guy unless. He goes down for something, and uh, they they somehow succeed in lawfaring him right out of the race. I don't suspect that's going to happen, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, that that seems like pretty far fetched at this point. Even
1: with so much effort, time, money, gas, effort going into it, it's really looking unlikely. And of course, it just fuels the base more. The more they do the lawfare, the more fueled up the base gets. That's one of the things that's the strangest about this to me. It's like, what is the end game? If the end game is to disable him from running this does not seem to be the tactic that's going to do it it almost seems like is the end game actually to rile the base up even more for another big surprise that's going to you know uh be very divisive i don't know steve but uh boy yeah. the planning on this is is
2: befuddling it's 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 very strange because while at the same time it fires up the base the trump's base says, see, they're going after him. See, see, see. He's the only one that can clean this up, and all the rest that you hear from the Trump crowd, which I get, and I'm, I, you know, I think that he definitely got the short, short end of the stick too. That's uh, obvious, but it also fires up the, the 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 Biden base, what little of it there is left, because they so despise Trump. So it's going to be crazy to watch this as it plays out. But that's what we're going to do. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be an interesting year. And
1: hey, if you missed any of the interesting stuff going on here at TNT Radio, maybe you missed your favorite radio show or interview, all you got to do is listen back whenever you want, wherever you want. We make it that easy for you. Just visit the episodes link on the TNT Radio website. Of course, we're on all the major podcasting platforms. So Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, iHeart, tune in. And, and now we're also uh, streaming live video on YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, and others. And those video pods are going to be available uh, very soon here if they're not already. So there's no reason to miss out on anything on TNT Radio. Talk that matters. For once,
0: we just need to do what's best for the same country and not what's best for the world. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: Well, despite GOP efforts, the U.S. Senate has failed to overturn Biden's plan to withhold lunch aid from schools that don't let boys use girls' bathrooms. Here at Story, joining us now is TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark. Ruckus, back to the bathrooms we go. What is the uh, latest political hubbub with regards to boys' and girls' bathrooms?
3: Well, you know, a nice reminder that ridiculous things have been going on for a while uh, because this is something that uh, they started doing last year. Uh, But, yeah, in case you you missed it, because they did it quite quietly, uh, school lunches in America are on the chopping block for K through 12 schools that don't enforce gender ideology uh, in an attempt to comply with Joe Biden's executive order requiring all agencies to implement equity. Uh, You know, the stuff, you know diversity, equity, and inclusion, but programs for LGBTQ plus inclusion. The Department of Agriculture decided that it would hold Free school lunch aid hostage unless schools allowed boys to use girls' bathrooms and implemented other actions showing their compliance with the wacky progressive gender theory that says boys and girls can become girls and boys just by declaring it to be so. Senate Republicans tried to overturn it in voting against the USDA reinterpretation of Title IX via the Congressional Review Act, but that vote was short at 47 to 50. Um, Kansas Senator Roger Marshall said, quote, don't be fooled here. The Biden administration is the only player in this policy fight that is taking away lunches from children, end quote. Uh, Let's see. Furthermore, quote, there is real world evidence that USDA's policy has already taken away school lunch funding from low income children. Weaponizing school lunch money in pursuit of their radical agenda and putting students in the crosshairs is unconscionable, and we will not stand for it, end quote. That rule, proposed in 2022, blasted by attorneys general and lawmakers across the U.S., has now gone into effect. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack made the proposition proclamation in May of 2022, saying that it would, quote, interpret the prohibition on discrimination based on sex found in Title IX of the Education Amendments of 1972 to include discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity, end quote. The Department of Agriculture then went on to explain their bizarre reasoning, saying that in light of the Supreme Court decision that allowed a man who claimed to be a transgender to appear at work in a funeral home wearing women's clothing and to use the women's restroom at his workplace, they would prevent schools from receiving federal school lunch aid if those schools didn't allow boys to use girls' bathrooms locker rooms, or other facilities. Vilsack said this was a way to, quote, unquote, root out discrimination. His goal in withholding lunch aid from schools that do not put girls at risk of potential male aggression was to, quote, help bring about much needed change, end quote. It was shortly after this proclamation that it was revealed that a female student in Loudoun County, Virginia, was assaulted in a, quote unquote, gender neutral school bathroom by a male student who wore women's clothing. That's an age old story by now. Unfortunately, Biden signed the executive order as soon as he took office. That's right. On January 20th, 2021, it read that, quote, children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they will be denied access to the restroom, the locker room or school sports. End quote. It was this that Vilsack was trying to tackle. Officials in Wyoming took issue with the plan to withhold school lunch aid. Um, let's see. Brian Schroeder uh, said this is wyoming superintendent of public instruction uh quote i wish to denounce in the strongest terms possible the biden administration's recent reinterpretation of the usda's title nine funding end quote um let's see 26 attorneys general balked at the plan saying that quote the guidance flouts the rule of law relies on patently incorrect legal analysis that this is currently under scrutiny in the federal courts and was issued without giving the states the requisite opportunity to be heard, end quote. So, yeah, I guess we failed to stop this one, gentlemen. What do you think?
1: Uh, I would like to retitle this article. Can I put a new headline on it here? Uh, Because it started as Senate fails to overturn Biden's plan to withhold lunch aid from students that don't let boys use girls' bathrooms. It's already a pretty good headline. I kind of like that one, but I'm going to call it Federal government agencies blackmail the nation with threats to starve children in schools. How's that? Let's call it that. Uh, I know enough teachers um, in my life who talk to me, have talked to me multiple times about the percentage of kids that only eat at school. Uh, And that's disturbing in and of itself because of the disgusting meal plan, corporate meal plans that were enacted during Obama's presidency. That was Michelle's initiative so uh, Michelle and her big size 14 shoes decided that kids should be eating stuff that comes out of laboratories and packages and boxes instead of wholesome food made by a lunch person, a lunch lady. Wait, I used to call a lunch lady. It was always a lady, but a lunch person. OK, all right. Um, so, yeah, you know, and so to so for them to talk about, uh, you know, rooting out discrimination, how you're going to root out discrimination by starving children who have nothing to do with all these politics. No, thanks. I'll raise the middle finger to that one.
2: Yeah, I would uh, I would say it's 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 more of what we'd come to expect from the left. The uh, this is this is social engineering on uh, on 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 hormones, I guess. Uh, I was going to say steroids, but hormones may be a little bit more applicable here. Uh, These are these are the uh, these are the social uh, social masterminds that are going to make the world more perfect because they're going to make it in their image and their image is anything that is against the the, uh, conservative, uh, quote unquote, moral silent majority, the better. So, you know, the thing is, this is this is not really working for the left, this stupid argument, because people are seeing through it now, especially when you put the drip, drip, drip of all the other failures of the Biden administration and the hard left, which is in disarray. But these are the social engineers that are de- going to determine uh, how we're going to live as a society going forward. And damn you, you homophobic, transphobic, xenophobic, white patriarchy, nationalist pig get in the way of our utopia. And that's where they're coming from. And it's uh, it's where they always come from. Uh, this is a. Uh, this is identity politics run amok. And you're right. I agree with you, Hesher, 100%. This is completely, completely in Biden's hands and the Democrat Party's hands. They're the ones pushing this crap. Most Americans are pushing. You mentioned Loudoun County. We saw what happened there uh, with, uh, you know, with the gu- gubernatorial race a couple of years ago. This is not a winning issue for them, but they're never going to stop pushing it.
1: Yeah, they're going to keep coming, they're going to keep coming, they're going to keep doing this. And the thing that really, one of the many things that really annoys me about this, it's like, uh, you know, it's kind of a different conversation if you're talking about, uh, you know, elementary school or middle school, high school might be a slightly different category. You mentioned the word hormones in there, and that's, you know, late middle school, high school, that's when hormones yeah. all start kicking in. And, you know, I mean... Uh, <laughs> the segregation of boys and girls in private places at that period in life uh, is arguably very important for development. And even more so though, with that elementary and middle school contingent. And it, and yes, there are there's an explosion of kids in, in those segments that are now uh, exploring sexual orientation and gender identity. And why are they doing that? most in most cases, it's because the parents are pushing them into that the parents are making that the discussion in the household. And then that, you know, they almost weaponize the poor child into the school. And then you've got, you know, just a small percentage of, of these kids and their parents um, working through them, pushing these issues into the the school zeitgeist. And then it becomes something that everybody in the school has to deal with. and And I would wager that the vast majority of kids and parents in the school don't want this in yeah. in their education system at all.
2: I think I think you're well, of course, of course you're right on that. And not only that, though, it's not just the parents. And by the way, it should be pointed out, underscored, liberal, progressive parents specifically. Uh, most parents are not pushing this stuff, but it's certainly being pushed in uh, on big tech. It's certainly being pushed by uh, like TikTok and all of these other algorithm-based uh big tech companies it's also being pushed by the media advertisers advertisers have kind of uh you know taken it in the neck on this issue i mean look at uh megan Rapino. apparently she's filing for bankruptcy because nobody will hire her we all know the uh you know the ups and downs with, uh, with with dylan mulvaney so this is a subject like i mentioned before man it's not a winner for them but they can't let go of it and it's 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 really sad that they are genuinely using school kids' lunch voucher programs against the greater society to push their idea of uh, of what's socially acceptable. I, I just find it uh, sickening. I'm not yeah, even talking. Yeah, I, I, I you know I feel for the, the the very few that are are dealing with this kind of gender dysmorphia stuff. I get it, yeah, but good we'll God, see, man.
1: Yeah, and somewhere out there, there's a parent watching right now that's saying, "Wait a minute." You forgot to mention the school itself, the educators, the school board, the administrators, uh, the teachers union. Yes, exactly. Like those are the maybe the, the worst perpetrators of all of this because they're pumping this stuff into kids heads in the classroom, captive audience and actively trying to make sure that parents don't know what's going on, which is unbelievable. Ruckus, anything further before we have to let you go?
3: Uh I'll reiterate what Steve said. Sickening. Uh thanks, gentlemen. All right. Yeah. Thanks,
1: Ruckus. Roger that. Thing. Thank you, Ruckus. Absolutely. Talk to you next hour. All right. This is State of the Nation on today's news talk, TNT Radio.
4: TNT radio's
1: Steve Malsberg.
4: Thirteen Israeli hostages released uh as part of that ceasefire deal uh 49 days after they were taken hostage. 49 days. So that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. Uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former National Security Advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Brit Hume of, uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission. Which is to destroy Hamas. I think it's a mistake.
0: Steve Mosberg on TNT Radio.
4: God's truth is enduringly true throughout all the generations. It transcends culture. The church is always going to be an embattled people. If it's swimming with the tide, it's not being the church of Jesus Christ. Look to the past, learn from the past because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one.
5: China has more than 200 confirmed cases of coronavirus, it's called. The entire state of California ordered to stay at home. That's 40.
3: California has some of the strictest policies leveled against churches. Gavin Newsom's executive order threatens jail time and a $1,000 a day fine.
6: Government that stopping could... people from going to church, Dr. Fauci.
0: The net zero con will leave millions of citizens dependent on state handouts. It isn't a theory. It's an agenda. There is no climate emergency. On air 24-7. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
2: Okay, you're listening to State of the Nation and maybe even watching State of the Nation. Last week, we all saw the uh, DeSantis-Newsom red state versus blue state debate, and clearly desantis Landed More and probably the harder uh, blows of that debate. He used everything from facts, data, even graphs to make his point. However, um, you know, as is as is so predictably the the case, most progressives in the Democrat Party are going to say that Newsom won that. And so, too, uh, will a bunch of self-proclaimed independents who really don't much pay attention to politics anyway. Uh, So the question is, on the upside, there's less and less of these apolitical folks. The hair and teeth doesn't really work. Uh, The downside is the reason there's less of these folks is because by every metric, uh, the nation is kind of circling the drain. Uh, So we're going to see. But on paper, Joe and Gavin Newsom, as a not-so-stealthy ghost candidate, if you will, should not even be considered close to winning this on an electoral level. However, there's still real fear From this leftist ideology that is being pushed not the least of which because the media is involved and everybody's trying to sway this thing so we want to welcome our friend who has been on the program many times before from here the people.org it's john cox john hello welcome to state of the nation we've got biden uh and the nation circling the drain as i mentioned newsom perhaps going to be dropped in as a stealthy not so stealthy ghost candidate but they shouldn't even be considered a threat, but they are. What is your take on all of this? And what did you think of the debate?
6: Well, it wasn't a debate. It was uh, people talking over each other. And Ron DeSantis was trying to address facts about the uh, COVID shutdown, about the crime rate, about the number of people moving out of California to Florida, uh, and about the failures of the Biden administration. And, Newsom was just clearly there to get airtime and to increase his bona fides relative to him being a spokesperson for the Biden camp. Um, I, he's obviously way in the wings to see if Joe Biden actually makes it through the primaries, uh, and he he doesn't run in twenty four. He's going to run in twenty eight. Uh, Newsom is just really pretty much a uh, an attack machine. If you notice, all he did there was talk about how he was a fence offended by DeSantis this or offended by DeSantis that. Um, And then he talked about how there was a uh, cultural binge or a book banning binge or a cultural purge. I mean, he's great with all these slogans, but he doesn't really address, uh, and he didn't really address the fundamental questions that were involved, and that is, his administration has been a failure in California we have a shortage of housing, water, electricity, homelessness off the charts, education, a disaster, roads, horrendous, highest taxes, highest cost of living, wildfires threatening us, more crime. Uh, the streets of San Francisco and L.A. are uh, melly and dirty and people living on the streets everywhere that he's not done anything about except throw money at the problem. and uh and his answer to everything is well we we need to have more abortions and we need to take away guns and we need to do all these other things these hot button social issues but i'm not going to answer any questions about how i'm making life in california just much less enjoyable than it ought to be
2: yeah Yeah. he was very offended that you would even suggest such a thing right
6: (laughs) (laughs) wait i mean you know god forbid i would talk about actually Trying to give people a better life, isn't? Call me crazy, but doesn't that mean you know? Isn't that what politics is all about? Is trying to get people a better life and and have government uh, you know at least let the private sector operate so that we can have a better life? Uh, uh, to Gavin Newsom, it's all about accumulating power, and uh, I think the, I think we ought to be worried about that
1: yeah we are worried about it we're very worried about it and that's why we're going to keep talking about it you know this would be the kind of debate that would be easy to just yeah. sort of brush to the side considering you know uh, ah, well these these guys are unlikely presidential candidates this year anyway it's very easy to ignore but um i i want to thank you for coming on and giving us your take about it because uh as you point out gavin he has no interest in setting up any sort of legislation or infrastructure for people to do exactly what we hope Americans can do, which is simply pursue life, liberty, happiness, success, and these sort of things. And uh, what we see is a lot of uh, blockades to people doing that, a lot of red tape, a lot of tyranny. Yep. I mean, you may have heard uh, in, in the lead in to this section during the station break there, Uh, The segment from Pastor John MacArthur of Grace Church, who, you know, is a perfect example of the kind of ways in which Gavin Newsom uh, plans to, you know, uh, treat his constituents. And that's at a state level. So just um, imagine at a national level. We'll take your comment on that after this very brief headline, sir. We'll come back. We'll take your comment. This is State of the Nation on TNT Radio. Here we go again.
0: All
4: right. Let's go. TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. A senior White House official has stressed that, to his knowledge, the U.S. intelligence community was not aware of Hamas's plans to target Israel ahead of the October 7th attacks. A horde of pro-Palestinian protesters spewing hateful threats at a Jewish-owned falafel shop in Philadelphia was put on notice by Pennsylvania's governor after their blatant act of anti-Semitism. Indonesian authorities halted Monday the search for 12 climbers after a Mount Merapi volcano erupted again.
0: We're the pin-up boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 24-7, 365. We never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth, from government overreach, to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship, to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask a Alexa or google to play tnt radio or download the tnt radio app for free from the app store or google play today's news talk this is tnt radio
1: here the people.org is the website and john cox is our guest john what do you think about that just sort of translating that list of deficiencies and terrible politics that you just went through right there the effects of it and how that yep. could affect america with a gavin newsom presidency
6: well he would make the rest of the country uh, california uh, the californication if you will of uh, the united states and, and it's a real problem and the one thing i want to emphasize guys is that i'm not just talking about problems here i'm actually talking about a solution to this whole mess the reason california is as screwed up as it is is because of the special interest influence and the big media that controls california it's the largest state in the union and it costs a lot of money to get elected So uh, an idea that is put forth in my book, The Newsom Nightmare, and you can find out about it on hearthepeople.org, is an idea for us to remake the U.S. Congress back into the people's house. The founders intended Congress to be the people's house. The trouble is that Congress itself limited the number of congressmen in 1929 to 435, which is where it is today. But the upshot of that is that each congressional district is huge. It's 750,000 people. And you need a lot of money and a lot of media in order to win a congressional seat. Our proposal is to subdivide those districts into 100 small districts. So each district is only 7,500 people, a few thousand households. And you're not gonna need money. You're not gonna need the media to reach a few thousand voters. And so what happens is that uh, these tiny little districts each elect a community representative. And those hundred people meet about 30 days after the election and decide on one person to go to Washington. Uh, The other 99 stay home and just carry on their lives. Again, is that none of the hundred will need any money or any media to get elected. They won't be professional fundraisers. There won't be the torrent of negative political ads. Uh, The extremist voices on either side aren't going to win in that situation. Who are competent, have good character, and can demonstrate that they know the policies will be able to win these tiny little districts and then be one of the hundred that's involved in sending someone to Washington. That would truly make this the people's Congress, and get the big money and the big media types out of the uh, out of the
2: process. I love the sound of that, John. I'm just concerned that, especially given California, I mean, I, I refer to it as the parenthesis problem with the, with the progressives. <laughs> uh, th- th- they've got the they've got the left coast with uh, California, and they've got the right coast with the Northeast and New York, and of course, those right. are the two biggest. Those are the two biggest media corridors in the nation. And we know they're all pulling the same wagon. And uh, whether you're in California or New York, you're pushing that progressive thing. So I love the the concept, but how knowing that the the left controls these levers of power, whether it's Sacramento in California, or of course, yeah. uh, you know, and, and then of course you've got Silicon Valley, uh, you've got big tech, you've got big media. How are you going to implement something like this if these people are unlikely to want to let go of these levers of power? How are you going to force them to? I'm not
6: going to say it's going to be easy to implement. You're absolutely right. Uh, The major television networks and the local TV uh, stations make an absolute fortune off of political advertising. Uh, So does Google and Facebook. I mean, look at how much money Facebook makes on social media advertising. Uh, And spends. And spends, yeah, they're very powerful. Social media has almost replaced television in many uh, campaigns. Uh, and they're making a ton of money. They're not going to give up the, uh, the, the, the levers of power very easily. But it's very interesting. Our founders the key. Article 1 of the Constitution specifically says that each state has the ability to determine how congressmen are elected. So what, all we what we have to do is we have to get state legislators and, you know, enact uh, a change in how we elected this 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 subdivision of the congressional districts. And I think popular opinion can move state legislatures. You know, this, the states of the laboratory, uh, we're thinking of starting with uh, a medium sized state like Nevada or Arizona, which have demonstrated some level of independence. Uh, they're purple states they have some level of independence uh, I think those state legislatures could be persuaded to do this and elect their congressmen in this fashion and if and if the rest of the states see this and the people see it, there'd be a movement nationwide to say Take back our government from the media and the elites and the big money I mean isn't that what you guys yeah all the time I mean yeah you know, The trouble is we don't have a structure that allows that, you're right. The structure with these huge congressional districts, by definition, gives more power to big corporations, to public sector unions, to lobbyists and lobbying groups and all these people that want something from government. Um, It's about time that the people took back their Congress, and I think this is a very real um, concrete way to, to get the people back involved in the process and take it away from the, the, the corporations and the, uh, the big funders.
1: Yeah, yeah, John, you know, um, it, what you're saying makes so much sense. And it's also reminding me of some of the other vulnerabilities that live in the system, because it is not the way that you're suggesting that it is. For example, in Los Angeles, uh, earlier this year, late last year, it came out mm-hmm. that there was um, a bit of a I, I don't know what to call it other than a race based click of battles happening in the L.A. City Council. And it was uh, all yeah. about uh, redrawing districts. And and you had um, yeah. la- Latinos, African-Americans, you know what I mean? All the all the Democrat people of color within the city council we at each other's throats. There were there were secret recordings that were made, and what it all came yep. down to was the power to suck money into districts based on things like race. Now we're almost out of time, but I'd love to hear you know your your response to that and and your final well, thoughts. The,
6: the, the L.A. City Council has five council members or something like that for a city of three million people, six hundred thousand people in a district. What do those guys do? They suck up all this money from all these groups and use it to get elected. That's what I'm talking about. When you go back to these tiny districts, you know, uh, I got this idea from New Hampshire, which is the live free or die state. You guys you don't know about New Hampshire. Uh, they have four hundred state representatives for a state of only one point two million people. This has been in place for decades uh, with uh, New Hampshire. And guess what? People in New Hampshire actually like their legislature. they They feel like they're responsive to them and, they can have an impact and i think that's a, a a model for the nation in that respect.
2: Yeah, i love that idea. I'd love to see you try it in in uh in Nevada. I think it'd be wonderful there. Um and yeah. then you know, who knows, maybe john you're right. Maybe it'll uh maybe it'll create kind of a, a wave or a, or at least a domino effect where one state follows the other. I'd like I'd like to see that happen, but it's a great idea. hearthepeople.org hearthepeople.org
6: And and Democrats for years, Bernie Sanders has talked about millionaires and billionaires, right? I mean, this is, if they are honest, they would want the funding interests out as well. So it's, it's both sides
1: absolutely absolutely so it's important that you get John's book it's called the newsom nightmare the california catastrophe and how to reform our broken system buy some as gifts uh be be a political absolutely. gideon. Leave, leave them on coffee tables everywhere and in all the hotels you stay in we'd very very much appreciate that and we very much appreciate you well, John Cox thank you. thank you sir for joining us here on State of the Nation today's news talk TNT radio
0: with his expert analysis and opinion. This is TNT
4: Radio's Timothy Shea. Facts matter. And the fact is that until the COVID-19 genetic therapy injections hit the scene, we didn't have thousands of young athletes dying in competition, in training, or home asleep in their beds. We didn't blame things like a previously undiagnosed genetic cardiac anomaly or taking too cold a shower or walking too briskly to class. And the fact is that it wasn't Israelis that kidnapped Palestinian Olympic athletes in Munich and murdered them. It wasn't Israelis that blew up nightclubs in Berlin and Indonesia. It wasn't Israelis that drove a truck through a Christmas parade in Wisconsin or shot up a Christmas market in Germany. It wasn't Israelis that stabbed to death festival-goers in Stockholm. It wasn't Israelis that did these things. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio.
5: Our beautiful world is changing, withering, dying by the hands of those who don't value nature, even though we all depend on it for life itself. But there is hope. Together with caring friends, the Nature Conservancy can restore our lands and save our wildlife with big solutions only nature can provide. To learn more, visit nature.org today. The
0: conversation continues with Brian McLean and Steve Hook at State of the Nation on today's
1: News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, you're probably not going to be surprised to hear this, but Hunter Biden set up monthly payments to Joe Biden from an account for a business of his that received payments from China. Uh, this is according to house oversight committee chairman comer comer today released uh, subpoenaed bank records that show hunter biden's business entity Owasco pc made direct monthly payments to joe biden the payments according to the bank document were set up to occur monthly and uh yeah although this wasn't a payment from hunter's personal account but an account from his corporation again that received payments from china and other shady corners of the world, Comer said in a video message just today. And joining us now to discuss is attorney, freedom advocate, activist for justice, veteran, friend of Roger Stone and friend of State of the Nation, Tyler Nixon. Tyler, welcome back to State of the Nation. Uh, You know, you know this family better than many. And uh, I doubt you're surprised to see this news today.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think this is like small potatoes that they're just sort of, you know, Kind of putting out there to offer ahead of uh probably what will be the more explosive um uh deposition testimony um they clearly rebuffed they sent a lengthy letter rebuffing abby Lowell and uh his attempt to uh have or hunter's attempt you know by way of abby Lowell to uh sort of shape how he's going to testify you know like demanding it be public or saying you know as, as implying as though he wouldn't show up unless it was public and and they they immediately shot that down. Just said, you know, you're, you're not the special treatment ends. I believe is what uh, Comer said, which is which is good to hear. I think they're getting real about it. I think they've got plenty of documentation. They've certainly had enough whistleblowers. I mean, I think the IRS, two IRS agents alone, um, should be able to provide plenty of uh, areas in which they, frankly. Um, you know there's just been first of all just the tax evasion aspect of it but you know the idea that they would that you have to trace uh direct money payments to Joe Biden for I mean which they have clearly have done now although I don't know he'll probably say something like oh he's paying rent on you know his stuff he stored at the, at the family home something like that but either way it shows direct payments coming from accounts again where Hunter's getting money from China so it makes that nexus even if it isn't some big massive amount of money. But I mean, I think they've got way more in store than that. And the fact of the matter is that, uh, you know, even if there weren't direct payments necessarily to Joe, the entire family has used the the name and the office of, you know, the the patron of the family, whatever you call them, the Papa, you know, the the uh, the crime boss, the uh, the godfather of the family, uh, to, to enrich themselves. And it's been grotesque in, in the way they've done it. And Joe Biden, you know, where, where, where do politicians have an affirmative uh, duty, at, especially at that level, to not let this stuff go on in their family, to not let their name or their office be used and abused to enrich, uh, you know, direct family members? I mean, it's just, it's, this, this is what we have to deal with in this climate of a media that's sycophantic uh, at best and at worst just, you know, almost complicit in some of these, uh, these the criminality of this of this crime family and the larger Democrat crime syndicate um where you know they just they, they the standard is basically you have to i mean, you just, I, mean I don't think a confession would be enough for them at this point so you know this is what we have to deal with but that's fine if that's the way they want it um you know it, it should be should, should be just the standard of look you, you you don't let your family get involved in corruption if corruption if they are and they're especially using your name in your office you put them at arm's length and and let the chips fall where they may
2: you know I, I, tyler i i agree with everything you just said there um, because obviously it's it's nepotism at its very best. And of course, it's straight up grift, which is what it is. And it's worse. And it's really kind of a mixture of the two. It's a tough battle to fight, though, against them, because, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of guilty parties inside the Beltway. But the one thing that I think about when I think of the bright uh, the Biden international family of grift is that Joe has always maintained that these payments, whenever a new one is discovered, is oh is a loan payment. And then uh, Comer and his committee have come out and said, well, wait a minute. We've got loads of documentation from banks and whatnot. We don't have any documentation that says you secured a loan or set up a loan arrangement, any payments. There's no there's no paper trail there. And you know damn good and well, if there was, Joe and Dr. Jill would be very forthcoming about sharing it. And they haven't shared it. Gee, I wonder why. It sounds like a direct grift. It sounds like what Tony Bobolinsky said three years ago and that's because that's exactly what it is isn't it
5: well you know if they're their their greed is only matched by their laziness and they're only clever by half. I mean, you know, they, they've been so well. Biden's been in there so long and they just have assumed for so long that they are immune from laws and from, you know, what the common folk, the little people have to do. And Joe Biden's certainly famous for this, you know, for the do you know who I am as he butts his way in front of 100 people in a buffet, walks out, doesn't pay, that kind of thing, stiffs people all over town. Um, you know, that's just that's just the petty stuff. But, um, you know, they didn't they they really believe that they can set up these shell companies as they have uh, using Delaware corporations or Delaware LLCs, as the case may be, under the, uh, you know, uh, Mel Monzak, you know, Joe, Joe's former law partner, uh, you know, an attorney who could hold these uh, companies uh, as a agent in, you know, sort of privity. Um, and they think that that's just me- merely creating that's going to give the Uh, you know, sort of get get them past the idea that they are not offering anything of value for any of this massive amounts of money coming in from China, you know, starting with China and wherever else, whoever else they've done business with Ukraine. Um, And this is not going to cut it. I mean, because, you know, Hunter Biden, nobody thinks that he offers anything whatsoever in terms of professional expertise or knowledge. I mean, when he when I talked about 10 years ago when he joined the bereason board i mean i was laughing thinking oh yeah he's a pipeline expert now uh you know he's an expert with a pipe that's for sure but not pipelines um and that (laughs) being said uh i mean honestly uh they're they've they've you know writing a check to Joe Biden for two hundred thousand dollars by his brother Jimmy, and simply putting you know loan repayment and the the notes like oh yeah that'll cut it. No anybody from the, you know if the IRS were scrutinizing anybody who who did business this way they'd be in jail right now. I mean there's no question about it. And that's you know we saw that the two major uh, investigators or these two whistleblowers were clearly thwarted every step of the way. You know uh, and said said this should have been charged. There should have been this this and this, and they just got away with it. But you know it's it's like i mean they might be able to have these people cover for them but the facts of the matter are that they've been receiving all this money from china even family members down to like bo's uh you know widow who became hunters you know whatever we're going to call her at the time lover i guess you know like, which was kind of a twisted thing. But she, she she's just apparently like a you know i i know her personally or i knew her from back when and i have little regard for her she's I see just, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to get too personal, but that being said, she uh is like a high school or school counselor. She got like a $60,000 payment that was only one step away from CEFC, the Chinese energy company. It's like, well, I'm sorry. Is she counseling, you know, the, the, uh, the children of these Chinese executives from this communist uh, CCP company, uh, you know? Uh, so it, it's just. I don't know. I I guess the normal standards, you know, uh, the average person is going to look at it and say this is completely corrupt. They've been getting money and there's no other reason for it because none of them has any skills to offer anybody except the fact that they're Joe Biden's kin. Tyler,
1: it seems like it's a series of open uh, legal and investigative goals for any sort of serious inquiry, any sort of serious investigation. I mean, just the things that have leaked out, eked out i don't know dripped out uh, the slimy ooze of his laptop these sort of things the is there any faith i mean so many people are completely blackpilled on the legal system the legal process the doj all the three-letter agencies to many people even include some of these committees like homer's running right now do you think, um, cause there's just been so much cover run for it. I mean, talk about yeah. conspiracy theories, the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation and certainly wouldn't affect the election. Okay. That's kind of a big one right there. So do you think, um, the current efforts could have a, um, an outcome with some truth and justice, or do you think we're kind of just going to get dragged along the dog and pony show here until nothing happens?
5: Well, I mean, sadly, there's the, you know, there's the the political calculation and then there's the sort of uh, the ju- justicial calculation, uh, the justice calculation. And no, I don't think there is going to be justice, unfortunately, because I think the the uh, the Obama continuum from uh, continuum back to basically H.W. Bush. The clinton's his father you've had 20 some years 28 years of the uh, doj the fbi being corrupted you know gradually incrementally and then sort of massively at the top and then leaking its way down And these people are, I mean, they're absolutely partisan apparatchiks. They're no longer uh, law enforcement uh, agents or representatives of justice, certainly. I mean, Jack Smith is is an outrage. This guy is a lunatic. I mean, Trump is right what he says about it. It's not even uh, hyperbole. I mean, the guy's a zealot. I mean, what they're trying to do is so far beyond what is typical for any sort of uh, uh, procedures, operations, whatever, of the Justice Department. It's so extraordinary and it's so uh revealing of the double standard or no standard really it's just you know if you're Trump you get screwed if you're Republican you get screwed if you're middle you know sort of a normie I guess you just get whatever the system doles out to you and if you're a Democrat uh fascist criminal you get you get a free pass you know like a like a Sam McCabe who lies to his fellow agents and they just they not only did they they not prosecute him he got his pension restored by a judge there uh, and it's just you know I, I just think it's too far gone. And you know what I mean? We're, people getting black pilled, I get that. But I mean, what, you, maybe you should get red pilled first before you go right to the black pill. Because I yeah. mean, this is not a too, this is not a uh, people are like oh they're all the same down there. No, they're not. We're dealing with a far different situation than you know Democrats, Republicans. The Democrats are, are running a a seditious, treasonous, uh, a constitutional crime syndicate of a party and a government. That is literally third world dictatorship level, uh, you know, banana republic BS, you know, screwing people to the wall, using the justice system, weaponizing it, and doing it brazenly, where you see side by side a corrupt president just walking, you know, free or shuffling around free in his demented state. And the former president is, you know is absolutely getting these contrived charges thrown at him that people know are total BS, uh, and, and nobody's doing anything about it. And, and you know, I think it comes down to the media, and again. Whether the people are going to step up and keep, I mean, you know, are they going to keep put, putting up with this uh, with, you know, bogus elections and being, you know, sort of buffaloed into these situations by this screeching, squealing corporate fascist media? I guess it remains to be seen. But I think we're, we're certainly, and TNT is part of building the alternatives and building the truth telling outlets and networks that will uh, inform the people and get them out there. And, uh, you know, I guess how far are the Democrats going to sink? I think they'll do anything. But I mean, I, there's a point at which the people aren't going to stand for it anymore, and you'll. It's like as Pat Buchanan called it, pitchfork time.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think we're fast approaching pitchfork and, and and torch time. I mean, I don't advocate any of that crap, but I mean, obviously, it's coming there because, as you rightly point out, uh, the uh, and we talked about it with our first guest, John Cox, the the, the levers of power are decidedly in the hands of the progressive left. And there is a there is a bit of uniparty scandal going on here because it wasn't just Democrats making money hand over fist with these international grifts. We know that, uh, I mean, Schweitzer has written about it in his book. Uh, Mitch McConnell and his wife have made money this way. Uh, yeah, Mitt, Mitt Romney has made money this way. But here's the thing. People, regular Americans are speaking out, Tyler, including the banks. I mean, how many SARs are there? How many SARS reports are there on the Biden family? I mean, most people, if they get one, it's like, oh, my God. And they have to jump through all kinds of legal hoops and spend thousands of dollars to clear their name of one suspicious activity report. And there's dozens and dozens on the Bidens. And yet nobody in the three letter uh, uh, agencies that we've mentioned are, are investigating these things. Or if they are, they're slow walking it. Uh, other than the Comer and, and, and Jordan, I guess, in judiciary, how many SARs do, do they have now? I,
5: it, it's a staggering amount. It was in the 156 range, I think. Uh, and, you know, the thing about it is, uh, uh, Steve, and, you you know, you make a good point here, Um here's the thing they go by their what the the media sort of the narrative the mainstream uh you know whatever the propaganda is they actually believe it they don't understand that people can see through this who are in say just the grassroots number one number two they're economically feeling the effects of it i mean joe biden they can run around with their insane talk about how great the economy is how many jobs they've created nobody believes it interest rates are through the roof. People can't afford a house. I mean, and then you've got all this WEF stuff in the background and the sort of the, the globalist, you know, flirting with nuclear war, potentially a World War III. I mean, look, they're living in a bubble. I mean, they're living in a bubble of their own creation where they think that stuff is going to fly. I mean, I personally talk to people who were either apolitical or, were you know, voted for Biden and they are just, they're like, we're done. We are done. We're My entire family is going to vote for Trump or whoever is the alternative at this point. Um, and I think you know the polls reflect that and the democrats they're just so far into their cult and their power and their megalomania they they will never be able to see it and i'm just hoping it becomes the true tidal wave that no matter how much cheating uh and, and vote rigging they they attempt that they're just not going to be able to stop it it's going to be like it's not going to be a uh you know a tidal wave or say a uh, landslide it's going to be a tsunami and people will be seriously up in arms you will see the you know the normies out there and they don't give a sh- Uh, You know what about Antifa or any of that crap, you know, because they've had it. I mean, it it, it was fine. You know, I think there was this ambivalence about Trump. But as soon as the economy went south and everything went to hell with Biden, like almost overnight, and it's been that way since. And he's a doddering freak. I mean, yeah, people are pissed off. And the worst part about for the Democrats is they don't know that Joe Biden is not just going to walk out of there. He's not going to be shuffled to the side, you know, because what little of his mind is left is going to cling to power to late till they you know pry from his cold, dead hands yeah grifter's oh, yeah. gonna grip yeah that's right
1: <laughs> absolutely and there's still that whole sock puppet concept too that hasn't quite been figured out yet who's pulling the strings over here you know oh it's uh,
5: barrio let's yeah we it. got a pretty
1: good idea we got a pretty yeah. guy, pretty good idea that this is the o biden regime we're witnessing right now All right, Tyler. Well, uh, you know, we're down to less than a minute left here, but I did also really quickly want to mention um, today, Judge Cannon directed a court clerk to unseal multiple documents that Mr. Smith's team sought to keep sealed uh, in the case against Trump, uh, retaining sensitive government materials. So that sounds like that could be an interesting thing to talk about next time. Uh, We got to let you go, but close us out. You got 30 seconds.
5: Jack Smith is a deranged zealot who is uh, absolutely intent on destroying the rule of law and justice in America. And he should be not only fired and disbarred, but he should be prosecuted.
1: There you go. <laughs> well said. I All like right. Sound of
2: that.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right. Tyler Nixon, follow Tyler on X.com. Of course, Tyler, we'll look forward to having you back on again real soon. Thanks for having me. All right. This is state of the nation on today's news talk TNT radio. Stay tuned.